Okay, has anybody been in one of those weird situations on the phone? I have. Who here associates strongly with number seven? Don't call me, just text. Because that is me, don't call, not really interested. Uh, also, I'm pretty excited that I've still got this. And I think that uh, it probably goes perfectly with my message, to be honest. That was a joke. Don't worry, forget it. Ah, uh, sorry. Okay, so look, tonight I'm continuing our series, How to Ruin Your Life. Uh, and tonight, the, the, uh, the theme is how to start a fire with your phone. This is not Boy Scouts, don't worry. We're not learning how to start like an actual fire. I know that some of you were really thinking that that's what was going on. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about three ways that you can start a fire with your phone, either in your own life or in somebody else's life. Because I think that you can cause uh, destruction around you or in your own life without even realizing that there's a chance that that's going to happen. Now, I'm aware that there are some people here tonight who are probably at this point planning on not listening to the rest of this message. And I think that there's a couple of reasons why that could be the case. Um, it might be because you don't have a phone yet or you don't have social media yet and you're like, that doesn't apply to me. I think there's probably not that many people like that in this room. But let me tell you, some of the principles we're talking about tonight apply in your normal day-to-day life as well. So I think you can get something out of it. You might just be like, okay, this is just some old guy who's against technology and he's going to tell me that I should delete all of my accounts and the technology is terrible. Uh, for those of you who know me really well, you'll know that I am the biggest nerd that there is. Uh, I was a professional nerd before I was a pastor, so trust me, I'm, I'm for technology. I'm for technology. And uh, there might be some of you who are thinking... This is just going to be like the Jesus talk. Give me a break. I'm not interested. As always at Gateway Youth, we try to have things in the message that I think are true principles about life. And they come from God. But no matter where you are on your journey of faith, I believe that some of these life principles can be helpful for you. So that's enough of that. Let's get started. Number one, a way to start a fire with your phone is just by saying whatever you want all the time with your phone and on social media. It's so easy to start a fire this way. And I think that there's a reason for this. I think the fact that we spend so much time on our phones, and when I say we, I'm including myself, just to be totally clear, we spend so much time on our phones and in our own minds. There's something about our phones and about using the internet to talk to people that can create this gap in our heads between us and the people that we're interacting with. And we can get this sense of anonymity that doesn't actually really exist. We can forget that there's somebody else actually on the other end of your phone. And then once we start some of these habits on our phones, they can actually start to slip over into how we treat people in real life. So look, here's, here's, I've got a couple of reasons why I think this is true, why you should be careful about what you use your phone and what you say with and through your phone. And one of them is because you can really hurt others. But let's start with how much you can actually hurt yourself. Because the thing is, the words we say out loud, we know this for the words that we say out loud, but also the words we send through the magical world of Wi-Fi don't ever actually go away. 
everything you press send on is stored somewhere. And what you might have thought was an innocent joke can actually come back to harm you. Now, I want to tell you a story about a lady whose name is Justine Sacco. Justine is the senior, was the senior director of corporate communications at a major American company. So she should know better. She's the head of communications. And uh, she only had 170 followers on twi- Twitter. She thought, no big deal. What, who cares what I say? Nobody's going to care what I say on Twitter. And she was on her way to South Africa to finish, visit her family. And so while she was sitting in the airport, she thought she'd have some fun on Twitter and just post these negative messages and see what happened. Like, no one's going to see it. So she posted a negative message after a negative tweet, and she got no response. So she kept tweeting. She's at the airport. She tweets this. Weird German, German dude, you're in first class. It's 2014. Get some deodorants. And then uh, there's no response. Nobody really cared that she tweeted that. So then uh, when she landed in the UK, she wrote, chili, cucumber sandwiches, bad teeth, back in London. Still no response to the negative tweets. She thought she was in the clear. So she thought she'd go just one more tweet and see what happened. And so she posted, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white. I'm not making it up. Not making it up. Actual tweet from an actual person called Justine Sacco. She got on a plane. She did not know that this tweet was trending on Twitter. That she had gone, she had 170 followers. You can see there, over 3,000 retweets at the point of this screenshot being taken. 11 hours later, she landed and her phone blows up with text messages, tweets from the family saying, oh my gosh, do you realize what you have done? The world knew what Justine had said and she lost her job. And she lost her dignity and her family in South Africa got kicked out of the country. So James, in the Bible, James gives us a solution when he's writing some other people in a church. He he describes a situation like Justine's this way. Look how small the tongue is, yet it boasts of great things. How great of a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. What we say online and in real life might seem minor at the moment where we say it, but there's a real chance not only that it might come back to bite you, but that it might be hurting somebody else. And here's the truth. No matter how anonymous it might feel, no matter how much you think it might just be a joke, like no matter how much you think the person that you're saying something mean about is never going to see it, if they do, the pain that they feel is very real. And it's not anonymized. And it's not not your fault just because you did it via a phone or social media and you thought that it didn't matter. And uh, I think it could be really easy to go, like, oh, I'm not that bad. But I think there's probably people in this room who have made a new group chat without that one person in it, perhaps. I'm sure, nah, I'll take it back. I'm sure no one's ever done that. You know, maybe just like, you know, a careless snap about that teacher who was really annoying at school today. I'm sure there's no one here who's ever done that either. Um, you know, actually, there's another really damaging thing that you can do on social media. And uh, I 
found this phrase this week. Have you ever um, come across the phrase vague booking? Vague booking? And it's like, you've seen this though, like this is a good word for it, but you've seen this happen on social media, I guarantee. It's when somebody posts something like, I can't believe this happened to me with no other information. Just wanting someone to buy into it. Apparently, they've, like in doing research about it, people have coined the phrase vague booking, being vague to try and get people to be interested. You know, post just like, well, I'm done. No other information. Look at me. I'm angry. So what's wrong with, what's wrong with that, for instance? If we want to take that as an example, why is that not actually a good choice? Cause you might think, no, this is good. You know, I'll find the people who really care and they'll, they'll ask me about it and that's the whole way it's supposed to work. But I think there's a few issues. I think that like, first of all, that's not really what you believe. It's actually really just a moment for you to feed into your own negativity and to take yourself a bit deeper into that. And I think that it often makes the situation worse. And I think that the type of replies I see people give on those kind of posts, although they're well-meaning, what are you actually supposed to say? And how, are you actually going to get a response from someone who can help you? Or are you just going to get some cheap sympathy from someone who cares but who can't really help? And I think almost worse, it, it's actually, I think people don't realize that sometimes you're really just putting an invitation out there to gossip and for people to gossip about you potentially going, I wonder what happened. What did she do? What, what did he do at school today that that happened? And you see, these little things that can be our own words about ourselves, where if we're not wise about how we use our phones, that they can start a fire in our lives. Again, some advice from the Bible is this. Fix your, th- fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, an actual person called Paul wrote this, again, as advice to some people in a church, just like we are. And Paul's not saying that you can't have a bad day. And he's not saying that you can't be authentic when you talk to your actual close friends. But Paul is saying in the moment where the world is watching, in the moment where your world is watching, which is online, you have to be careful. You have to give them a pure and a loving image of what you love, of, what you, of who you are. You can't just be putting all your negative laundry out there. It doesn't help you and it doesn't help other people. So when you're having a bad day, you have to decide if what you're feeling is appropriate for your whole world to find out about. And sometimes it takes wisdom and a deep breath to vent to a trustworthy, wise person who can find a positive way forward rather than take trying to get some quick sympathy. So that was number one. Now, number two... Uh, I've got an example for you. This is one of the things. Uh, Abraham Lincoln did not say that, in case you're missing the joke. Uh, Well, I won't use that slide next time I preach this message, will I? Number two, easy way to start, forget it, moving on. Number two, easy way to start a fire with your phone is believe that everything on your phone is true. Believe that everything is on your phone. See an inspirational quote, 
and then just pass it on to all your friends. But here's the thing. I'm not actually talking about incorrect quotes or dumb life hacks like I was last week. I'm actually kind of talking about the carefully curated image of people that we see online. You know, I was thinking about it this week and I think like, I'm very, you know, we've been talking in youth groups. I've been in youth ministry a long time. That's why I've got a beard. Um, in, we've been talking a long time about, you know, the people struggle with being, having like sort of a youth group identity, like a way I behave and a way that I talk when I'm around church, when I'm around youth group. And then maybe at school or work, my identity isn't quite the same. And I think that the same is true. I think that, I think that people sometimes have a bit of a youth and a church identity and they have a bit of a school identity. But I think now there's a lot of people who actually have a bit of like an online persona as well that doesn't actually match up to anything that they do in real life. And we're also talking about those things that you can find on your phone that claim to make your life better, but they make your life worse in the long run. And I think that sometimes we know what those things are, but we still turn to them because we want the quick fix. I've used these quotes before and I'm sure I'll use them again. But this is a big part of my advice about social. And I'm, I'm on social media. Again, we'll get to this later. I'm not against all of this stuff, but I'm for helping people to use it in a healthy way and a way that will keep your life positive and moving forward to where you want it to be. And so here's some advice for you. We, a lot of us would have heard the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. The more that we compare ourselves to others, we only really ever come up with either talking ourselves up at somebody else's expense or feeling worse because someone else is better than us. And all that ever really happens is that we lose our joy. Comparison is the enemy of joy. And I think that we can see that in our lives. And like, here's the rule about social media for me. Stop comparing your life to somebody else's highlights reel. Because unless you're vague booking, nobody is posting their crap day at school. Everyone is putting up when they went to a restaurant, I went to a movie, I'm so popular, I'm hanging out with my friends. And on the day where you're not hanging out with your friends and you're scrolling through Facebook, if you assume that everything on your phone is true, all you are ever going to see when you look at your friends is that they're hanging out with their friends all the time and you're not. You'll never gain any joy out of comparing your life based on what you see other people's lives like on social media. Because here's, here's some truths for you. That person with a perfect life on Instagram, they've got problems of their own. Don't worry about it. I guarantee it. That girl who has a new boy every weekend and that seems like a really exciting life, I 100% guarantee that they're hurting somewhere else in their life. That guy who talks tough and trashes everybody on Snapchat, I guarantee he's feeling insecure somewhere in his own life. Can we like get real for a second? That person who either sends you or asks you to send inappropriate pictures, they don't love you, they're using you. That friend who posts questionable content and wants to act really mature like I can deal with it, they might be one of your most immature friends. And that porn that sucked you in, it doesn't deliver what it promises. Real life is messy and difficult and it rarely has quick fixes. But there's no substitute. 
despite what your phone might tell you or what you might try to tell others or yourself by the way that you use your phone. You might think that what you see and do on your phone isn't a big deal. But everything we do in life shapes who we are and shapes what we think about and shapes how our heart sees the world and how our heart sees other people. The Bible gives us this advice. Guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life. Be careful with what you're doing and what you're seeing on your phone, not because it's intrinsically evil, but because there are bad things all through the world and we always have to be careful of them wherever we are. All right, number three, I'm coming to the end here. Here's a thought process that can lead you to start fires on your phone. It's the thought that you can't build real relationships on your phone. Now, you might think that I misspoke and that the point I'm trying to make is that you can't build real relationships. But the point I'm actually trying to make is that I think you need to remember that you can build real relationships on your phone and they don't have to be good ones. And that's a bad thing. When we don't see our online relationships or on our on-phone relationships with people as real, when we buy into that anonymity, when we buy into that false gap, we tend not to take credit for the destruction that we can cause. It reinforces the gap. It gives us an opportunity to tell us, what I do online doesn't really matter. That's not who I really am. My real friends know me. It comes from your heart, guys. If it's how you behave somewhere in your life, it is part of who you are. And so I'm sure you've heard countless adults tell you, with good intentions, that the relationships you have online aren't real. And I disagree, which is weird, because I've just been telling you to be wise and to recognize things online that aren't real. But here's what I'm saying. Here's, here's what I say. I'm not against technology at all, because there's hope for how you use your phone. I've only spoken about things to watch out for. But now I want to talk about things that I want you to do with your phones, things that I want you to use it for. Because the way that you communicate on your phone can help support and build authentic friendships. And above all else, it can help you build community. I told you I wasn't against technology and I'm not telling you to get rid of your phones. Somebody can send you a dumb meme and you laugh. Who here has like a group of friends in some sort of group somewhere and the entire conversation of that chat is only memes and funny pictures, right? Me too. Me too. And you laugh. You laugh and it lifts your day. That's not an evil thing. That's not the evil part of your phone. That's not the evil part of the internet. That's the bit where you get to have fun with your friends when you're not physically in the same room. That laughter is just as real as if the person was sitting next to you and showed you the image on their phone. The phones that we carry in our pockets, sometimes they're kind of like modern day campfires, like a way that we gather around and share things with each other and, and have a moment to speak to each other. It may not have face-to-face -face contact, like seeing somebody in real life, but there's this phrase I came across, but it could have like soul-to-soul -soul contact. Because just because we get a message through our phone, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. When somebody sends you an encouragement right at the moment where you need it, it's still exactly what you needed 
to hear. So I do want to be clear. I don't think we can replace real-life interaction with interaction on a phone. But I do think that if we're smart, we can use our phones to build our relationships outside of those real-life interactions. The messages we send on our phones, the memes that we send the supports, the Bible verses, the encouragements, the, hey, I was just thinking about you, the like, hey, I know you had exams today, like, how did it go? You know, to me, that's like our ability to create this beautiful thing for everyone to see, where we actually have an opportunity, we have this stage, our whole world sees, and what we do on Instagram, we can actually use to build up others And for others to look into our worlds and go, what's going on? Everyone else is just posting about themselves. And this guy just encouraged someone. We have this ability to change community. We get to tell stories that build each other up. We get to encourage one another when we can't actually get together in real life. And I think that we have a chance at supporting like authentic community, even when we're not actually in the same room. So I don't think your phones are evil. I don't think that Instagram's evil. I'm for all those things. But what I want to challenge you, you know, if you follow Jesus at this point, is that Jesus is calling us to live how he would live in all areas of our life. And now we don't have like a direct, it's not like we can go follow Jesus on Twitter and be like, yeah, I'm just going to do what he's doing, obviously. But we can learn more about what Jesus is like and how he did things and the ways in which he operated. And we can bring that into the modern age. And instead of starting fires with our phones, we can start communities and friendships and encouragements. And I feel a little bit like I'm about to start selling rainbows, but it's really what I feel like because I I just think that would be amazing if everybody in this room decided to use their phone specifically for good and to be really careful about not accidentally starting some fires in your own life or in others. It comes back to your tongue. Phones, social media, it's a way to communicate. And the Bible didn't have phones. That wasn't happening. So they just talk about communication. And so for me, whenever I read something that's about our tongues in the Bible, I try to think about what does that mean for my phone or how I communicate with people. And this is what it says. If you want to enjoy life and to see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your phone from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. So the way we've been doing these messages uh, for the last little bit is that we've had like 90 second spots for you to talk about a question but this is a little bit different. If you've got your phone with you, I want you to get it out. If you've got your phone with you, I want you to get it out. If you don't have a phone, find someone that you know or find one of the youth team who can help you out. And listen up, listen up, listen up. Instead of 90 seconds to discuss a question, you've got 90 seconds to figure out who you're going to encourage and to send an encouragement via that phone. And send. Go. All right. So everyone listen up. You can finish sending that later on if you need to. So here's the main thing that I want you to remember and that I want you to think about this week. Every time you pull out your phone, 
I just want you to think about this fact, that it's a powerful thing and that our words are powerful and that this is one of the primary ways these days that we move our words around the world and to our friends and to our family. And you can build or damage your own life with it and you can build or damage other people's lives with it as well. So it's up to you. Are you going to be the person who starts fires with that phone? Or are you going to be the person who starts communities with your phone? Hey, God, we just, uh, we just love you. And uh, we just love that you want to use everything in our world, even the things that didn't exist when the Bible was written, that you have a way of using them for good. And so, God, as we continue in this series on wisdom, and as tonight we've talked about our phones, help us to be wise with how we use our phones. Help us to remind other people of what you're like by the way we use our phones. And help us to stay positive in our own lives and to find ways to move forward, not try and find cheap, quick fixes through our phones. God, we just love you so much. I love that you want a real and exciting life for me and that you want a real and exciting life for everybody in this room. And so God, I'm thank you that I have the I'm so thank you that I have the opportunity to follow you and to be more like you. And thank you for everybody in this room who takes up the challenge of trying to use their phone for positivity this week, this month, this year, so that other people can see more of what you look like. In your name? Amen.